Ruth and I found a house that we really like, so I was talking to my parents about it, and I had a thousand questions. That's a stupid excuse, Boris. Yeah, uh, boys, I want to be responsible out here. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday podcast episode 290. I'm Sam Ginsberg and here is, for one week only, the designated driver of podcasting, Tyler Dryblad. Well, hey everybody, welcome to the show. We are going to be talking about just a, a really terrible, terrible beer article, um, a new novelty item for your beer. And the most Canadian article I've ever read. Uh, we will also be talking about that with Boris. Hello, Boris. Hello, hello. Boris, we let you back in. You did. That was very nice of you. I, I say that, listener, because uh, Sam and Boris have um, apparently been having fun with the little emojis you can send over Skype. Boris just sent me a little message that said, let me back in across the top of the screen. But he's been on the call, so... Mm. Well put, Boris. <laughs> um, so Sam Sam was alluding to the fact that um, I have to uh, fast for a blood test that's going on tomorrow. But what he doesn't know is that I went back and read the paperwork, and it's a 12-hour fast, not a 24-hour fast. All right. Hey. I told Three Sacks your reason for not drinking, and she was like, isn't it a 12-hour fast? Like... How early in the morning is he getting this test? And I was like, uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, she was right. Um, so I, I actually uh, will be drinking, and thank God, because I was really nervous about going through this thing sober. Um, but uh, I guess I'll introduce my beer first since I've made a whole big deal about it. I am drinking uh, Nishamini Creek Brewing Company's John, which, according to the can, stands for Juicy Ale with Nugget. Now, what kind of nugget is not defined? I assume that's... Nugget is a strain of hop. I assume that is the nugget in question. I, I would assume you're right. Um, but, it, you know, it could be uh, it cannabis. Might, could be, be some of that sticky icky. Could be chicken. You know? Could be gold. Who knows? Could be uh, a Denver-based right. basketball team that's doing much better this season than everyone thought they would. Yeah, there are, like, a lot of dudes crammed into this can, oddly enough. Is Nikola uh, no. Jocic in there? Jokic in uh, there, rather? Isaiah Thomas would definitely fit in that can. <laughs> yeah, and he's Is on the he Nuggets short? these days. I know. Uh, so I poured it out. It is, um, you know, most juicy ales that I've had are a little uh, more opaque than this. Um, there is haze in there, but I can basically see through to the other side. It's, uh, you know, kind of your classic yellowy uh, gold beer color. Medium to heavy head. Uh, a lot of heterogeneity of bubbles on this one. Good word. Thank you. I was thinking about it in the car yesterday. Uh, it definitely smells juicy, for sure. Got the best words. Well, you know, I got an 800 on the verbal section of my SATs. I feel like that's uh, the sixth time you've said that on this show. I got it tattooed across my low back. Mm. 
This is okay. I have that tattooed across my lower back. <laughs> Got you? Yep. So it's okay. It definitely has some of that, um, you know, hazy quality, um, New England IPA type quality, juiciness. Uh, but the back is a little slick for me. Um, muddled like you wouldn't like, Samuel, but muddled with kind of an oiliness, probably from that nugget that they threw in there. Uh, so, first guess is that I'm going to give this a middling rating, but maybe it'll grow on me. Maybe I'll end up hating it. Now, we'll check it, back in. If it, if they like cranked up that juiciness, would that would that be a plus for you? Well, I you know I like juiciness. Yeah. So you so would like it if you would like it if uh, the juice were loose. <laughs> well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not dating his, uh, his ex-wife, right? So I feel alright if he, as, if he was loose. As far as I know, that is not happening. It would be right. weird for me if it were. It would be weird for Becca. I yeah. Think. Yeah. If I was dating O.J. Simpson's ex-wife, would that be strange for you? Wait, I thought Becca was O.J. Simpson's ex-wife in this scenario. I think oh, it's open to Becca, interpretation. Would you rather I was dating O.J. Simpson's ex-wife, or would you rather you be O.J. Simpson's <laughs> ex-wife? She's dead. Yeah, but answer this new question. But she's dead. Becca just keeps yelling that she's dead at me, so that's not very helpful. Uh, she's well, not Becca, wrong. That's not, I mean, okay. Consider that that, would, that is what I would say if I were O.J. Simpson's ex-wife. And <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so that was a, that was a tangent. Uh, Boris, you want to tell us what you got going on? Sure. I have a uh, beer today from Lamplighter Brewing Company's Dank and Stormy. I gotta say, uh, that is a pretty can. It's a very pretty can. That's kind of why I'm holding it up here. It's yeah. got this nice little artistic uh, people with umbrellas, and it's raining hops on them. So it's an India Pale Ale. It's 6%. Oh, I forgot to say what the ABV was. Thank you, Boris. Yeah, 5.2% ABV. Step all over my intro. Yeah, no problem. That's what I do. I'm the host. Mine's four point five. Okay, good. Good. Anybody else wanna wanna share their their ABVs? The Liberty Bell is on my can. Um, so I got this beer because uh, and I'm talking about my butt. A one of my favorite drinks uh, that is not beer, and now that I read the label, it appears to not have anything to do with Dark and Stormy, which is namely ginger. Mm. Uh. So I'm a little, I feel a little betrayed, but, you know, that's my fault for not reading everything, I guess. Kids today. Um, it, it kind of just tastes like a watered-down New England IPA. Like, it, it's a little bit juicy, just a little bit, but overall it's, like, a very underwhelming flavor mm. and very underwhelming, like, thin mouthfeel that, I don't know, so far I'm, I'm not really digging it. That is too bad. I really, like, normally I'm like, oh, you know, can art doesn't grab me. But I like that one right there, and I wish the beer inside. No, and I agree. I think it's very, it's not, like, over the top. It's just kind of very tastefully done. Yeah, I like it. it. Put it on so my far, wall. So far, it is the best thing about this can. Yeah, put it on my wall, but not in my mouth, apparently. Exactly. Just like Sam's penis. Speaking of Sam's penis, uh, what are you drinking? My penis. Mmm. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute, this isn't my penis at all. This is Revolution press. Brewing's Freedom of Press. Uh, session Sour Ale with Currants. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. I think that this is in, like, a mini-series, because um, they had another one. It was Freedom of Speech, 
And speech was spelled like peach and was a sour ale with... Penis. Mango. Yeah, you're both right in your own way. Oh. Currants, that's gross. Current is not something that I can get down with. I think I don't know what they are. Currants? They're just like a uh, dark fruit. Like yeah. A stone fruit type, berry yeah. type thing. Are they plum adjacent? Uh, yeah, but like I wouldn't, much smaller. I wouldn't say they taste like plums. I'm not sure how to explain this to you without saying berry, and then you go into this whole thing about berries. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, berry is a bit, of, a bit of a trigger word for me, I guess. Yeah. So imagine like what people think of as berries and not what Sam thinks of as berries. Right. Not, and... not what uh, science and God think of as berries. Right. Yeah, this beer's kind of sour, and I don't, I still don't know what a current tastes like. Does it taste gross? No. Oh, it's okay, kind, well, that's it's good It's kind of just like a fruity taste, I guess. Like, I don't know that yeah, I got a current. It's kind of like raisiny a little bit. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's like cran raisin, but in a gross way. Yeah. I, I just don't know enough about uh, stuff or things. Um, this kind of just tastes like a sour beer to me. It, mm-hmm. it, I guess the sour and the fruitiness combined to remind me of yogurt. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I like yogurt a lot, but as a beer, it's less desirable. Right. Um, so it's kind of tangy or something? Yeah, yeah. Tangy is definitely a good word for it. Something about uh, the idea of a session sour ale is odd to me. Because, like... I see them all over the place, though. Yeah, I, and obviously, it's the target market is people that like sour ales, and I don't. So maybe that's why I can't get behind it. But, like, I couldn't drink this fast, I don't think. I don't think it's... I don't think right. sours are known for drinkability. And also, I can't imagine slamming one of these and being like, hey, bro, toss me another freedom of press. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm about to go Sour- do some board sports. I feel like most sours, too, are just like 4%-ish. Like, so they're um, already kind of sessionable. Yeah, yeah. You don't really get a ton of heavy sour beers in my experience, but... Like Sam said, I don't like sours either, so. Why do I keep doing this? Hard to say. I I was going to say we should ask Jed for his opinion, but his opinion is worthless, so. His opinion is like, yeah, um, it was wet wet as shit, dude. (laughs) I I drank it in its liquid form. Also, I have beautiful hair. Oh, damn it, I didn't do the insults right. Well, let's let's cover uh, that that terrible insult and move on to an article. We're going to go... I think I don't want to get into too heavy stuff quite yet, so we're going to go to cron.com, and it's actually not a oh, weird article, yeah. which is no. weird enough. This is my old stomping ground. Oh, really? This is the Houston Chronicle, baby. Ah, oh, okay. I thought it was, like, High Times adjacent. Ah, uh, no. They're a somewhat legit newspaper. All right. Well, this article is Beer Me. League City Man hopes to take his booming beer salt business nationwide. Johnny Loftus, a gentleman uh, from, I I guess, League City, came up with his uh, beer salt business back in 2016. He he was sitting around with his wife at a bar, and she was like, dang, I should carry around some limes so I could flavor my beer whenever I want to, which indicates to me that they were drinking some sort of garbage beer. Um, but instead, of I mean, in upping, this in this screenshot, it's uh, Michelob Ultra Lime Cactus. There you go. There it is. Uh, so instead of just upping their beer choice, um, this Mr. Loftus uh, formed a company called Where is it? Because it's got a great name, Salty's Beer Salt Strips. 
which is a salt and lime flavored stick-on strip uh, that you like slap around your beer bottle or can. He's trying to package it as kind of like a sanitary thing. Like, it's gross when you go into a bar and they just roll your bottle in like a salt thingy. So here are your own, and you don't have to lick the bottle. You can like lick this weird strip or some shit. What? Yeah. What's any uh, of this? So, but I it just... just makes it just makes me mad because it's another instance of like instead of just these beers being good and tasting good, they're making the consumer subsidize their shitty taste. You know what, what I mean? Okay, so let's let's try and not approach this with as judgmental of an attitude. Like let's let's assume that this beer is the best beer and the uh-huh. best way to enjoy this beer. Uh-huh. Is with salt and lime. Okay. Now, now, with all that in mind, review this product. It still is. It's it, it's okay, dumb as shit. Still is the answer. With that in mind, like it's better, but I cannot envision a situation where I'm like, I'm going out to a bar. Let me bring my salty salt strips and like slap it around my bottle. Like that's that's weird to me. I guess I guess what I don't get is, he, do do they? Roll bottles and salt? Like, you're saying yeah, that like, like it's a I thing. The... I've never heard of this. Yeah, so like if you get like a, you know, like a Corona or this Michelob Ultra lime and cactus that apparently exists, much like a, um, like a margarita, you can get it like salt rimmed, basically. I've, I've heard of, uh, so I've heard of Mexican beers getting, uh, like a lime wedge in it or like poked through uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. But, like but stick. not, not salt rimmed. Really? I'm surprised that you have not heard of that. That's definitely a thing that happens. Because I, I, I kind of, when I go to a, when I get a Tecate at a Mexican restaurant and overpay for it drastically, I kind of like the little wedge of lime. But I think if the yeah. if the rim were salted, I'd get yucked. Well, I think he, a lot of people get yucked, but uh, he's trying to say you can bring your own rim or salt, so you don't have well, to. Sorry, yucked. not yucked from a sanitary perspective, yucked from a flavor perspective. Oh, well, that's, I don't, uh, I don't know. Some well, people I mean, like it. I feel like the, the flavor combinations are well known, but if, if I'm going to have salt and lime with my beer, I'm going to put them on some tortilla chips, and I'm going to have there you go, a little salty snack, and I'm going to enjoy uh-huh. the beer. And, like, like that combination is well known. I don't need to be licking my salt straight off the beer like a horse. Yeah, so, <laughs> so is the idea with this product that you – it's, like, adhesive on one side, so you stick yeah. it to your bottle and you just, between sips, just lick it? I guess that must be what yeah. happens because so it's a, not like right at the end, you know? It's like low down on the neck. There's a couple pictures up top of people. Yeah, you can go through the slideshow. Uh. And it's just, yeah, it just is so weird. Like Actually, so the one lady looks like she's stuck it in such a way that she gets some beer salt as she drinks the beer. Like under the can lip. Like right under the can mouth. But then several other people do not have it. Uh, oriented in that direction. I gotta say, good job for you, lady. You figured out one way to actually make this work. Yeah. I think this is uh, ridiculously unnecessary. And, like, there's maybe someone out there who this serves their exact needs, but... It's Johnny Loftus. <laughs> it ain't me. I would I would just rather... It's just when you get your beer, if you like the salt and lime combination, uh-huh. just, like, use the lime to make your uh, bottle kind of sticky and then mm-hmm. shake some salt on it. 
Yeah, no, but people are still worried they don't want to lick the bottle. But you're still licking the bottle. No, but you're not licking the bottle because it's got that sanitary, sticky side in it. Yeah, because some weirdo made it in his basement, put it in a Ziploc bag. Like, this is no better. (laughs) Get a spoon, put some salt in the spoon. In in Johnny Loftus' favor, this looks legitimately packaged, okay? Like, it doesn't look like he's just fucking handing them out on the side. I, 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 I just don't get his, like, what makes you trust the packaging of this product any more than the packaging of the bottle? Because this product presumably has been, like, sealed in your purse? I don't know. Or, like, European man bag? I don't know. Um, whereas the bottle has been hanging out, like, in a dingy bar. I don't know. Wipe it down with a napkin. Like, come on. <laughs> right, you're not... You're gonna hey, put your mouth somewhere on it anyways. Yeah, yeah like... Mean, if, if Exactly. If we're going to entertain this premise that the bottle's gross, then why are you touching it or putting your mouth on it in the first place? Yeah, I have no counter-argument to that one. Alrighty. Okay. Well... <laughs> yeah, Alright, we've, we've talked ourselves dry here. Yeah, so Johnny Loftus, way to MacGyver up this invention, I guess, but maybe put your talents towards something that we find more useful i mean whatever do what you want bud this seems stupid as shit but like if you like it and people want to buy it from you like he's not hurting anybody like a lot of these are dumb in a way that i feel like is taking advantage of people or harming people this is just dumb the good old-fashioned dumb right nobody's getting hoodwinked here they know what they're buying it's a strip of salt that's true that is true uh what would you say if, like, you were at a bar and one of your friends broke that out and was just like, oh, you, here, man, saltese? Uh, I would be like, do you need, like, a Gatorade? Are your electrolyte levels okay? What's going on? To quote King of the Hill, I would ask them kindly but firmly to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I would be concerned over anything else. Oh, boy. Okay, so, um... Has anybody had anything concerning happen to them? It's a weird way to word that. Concerning. That, like, almost feels like a threat. <laughs> you want something concerning to happen to you? <laughs> or, like, yeah, I don't know, I got this this weird itch on my butt. You want to hear about that? That's yes, cool. please. Well, you have, you have, you're buying a home, so that's content. Do it yes. at us now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Ruth and I started looking a few weeks ago, and we found one we really like, and we're going to try and make an offer on it soon. And it's got a very nice, like, sunroom-type living room. Very open. We like it. Uh, Does it look like on the inside? Some good tiling. Real good good tiling. How about that wainscoting? Oh, yeah. All sorts of wainscoats. What is wainscoting? I don't know. I think it's like um, like an outside, like, uh, decoration with molding. I'm not really sure. It sounds like uh, one of those sex acts that you talk about in middle school that no one actually does. Like sure. supermaning a hoe. Right. <laughs> She's like such a, a slut dude, I totally wainscoted her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Omaha uh, werewolf. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the, the buying of a house is not as like interesting as just an emotionally draining process. And then everyone you talk to is like, Hey, here's my advice for buying a house. Like when I oh, you won't get that from me. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm so glad you spoke derisively of those people because I was about to give you my top five tips. <laughs> no, and it's well because I think it's something that everyone just who's done it has sunk so much time into and like so much effort 
that it's like you feel the need to like help people who are going through it and it's it's good it's just like when i spend two full days doing it and then i go into work the next day and all of my coworkers are like oh let's keep talking about that thing you did all yeah weekend. let's keep this party rolling exactly um, so i'm glad we're making you talk about it on this show where you're supposed to be like relaxing with your friends well it is like it's a big event and i don't know it's um i feel like it's not super interesting just as a conversation piece when you as a listener are not invested in my property purchases well i'm sorry to do this to you but i actually am curious to hear about sam's uh uh house buying tips oh dude i don't know that was bullshit yeah, <laughs> yeah well, i feel like now one of our listeners up. could be going through this and they could be trying to escape from their coworkers in like a, a headphones situation and so they of course turn on bruise day tuesday of course and uh i think they need to hear sam's top five yeah. okay yeah. well give us give us your top five uh or if you can do it like just top no top five we said your yeah goal. all right so number five and four are related but different they're both about elevation number number five is make sure that your driveway isn't comically steep because because okay. if it is you will fall down traveling it which I did today. Oh, yep. I do remember that about you. Yep. Or your driveway specifically. Yeah, it's very bad. We, we got ice, and then it keeps snowing on top of the ice, so you have to shovel, and it's, but it's icy, so you just slip sliding the whole time. Fucking slide. Thing four is you want to make sure that if, if there's, like, a hilly aspect, that there is a, it isn't in a situation where the water is going to drain towards your house because then when your backyard floods, your basement floods. So uh, you live both at the top of a hill and in an area that floods? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a rad, rad <laughs> lot. Uh, <laughs> do you live in Dagobah? Uh, tip three is a tip that I haven't yet uh, gotten a hang of, which is don't forget to change your air filter because you're supposed to do that, and I always forget okay. I'm not sure tip three is actually about buying a house, but we'll let it go. It's about home ownership. Yeah. Number two is one I've said on here before. Raking is um, a scam, and yeah. it's a prank, and don't rake. Just just mow that shit, and it'll blow away. Mm-hmm. Or decompose back into Mother Gaia where it's supposed to be. Uh, and, uh, and thing number one is um, get a fence so your doggies can play. Yeah, oh. so... The place we're the place we're hoping to get definitely has a fenced-in backyard, which is one of the things we're looking for. Nice. Or doggos. What other cool features does this abode consist of? You got um, sunroom, fenced-in backyard. Hit me with some other cool features. Two-car garage, which in Boston is not super common. It's actually walkable to the subway, which a lot of affordable places in our price range are not. They're further out and would require some sort of driving or like a bus and a train combination for sure to get downtown uh the guy so the owner the current owner is a contractor and uh-huh. did like a bunch of the work on the house and he did a really good job and a lot of it's just very nice like the tiling is very nice and the the molding and woodwork is very nice so since he built this place basically or did a lot of work on this place are you going to be looking for the secret room that he absolutely built into there oh shit Oh, yeah, I forgot about my other uh, tip. Tip number six is um, make sure, make sure that there's a room that's just for, um, like, prank secrets. Right. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I am now. Thank you, Tyler. Okay, good, good. 
I'll be uh, poring over the sch schematics and blueprints <laughs> to measuring the house incessantly to see if it's bigger on the inside than the outside. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I never finished that book because it made me frustrated. Hey, I also read, like, the first half and then stopped because it's a yep. bad book. Hey, I'm yeah. also aware of books. <laughs> Barely. I just, like, one of my, like, artsy-fartsy friends in high school was like, oh, it's the best book ever, you have to read it, it's so profound. What, what, and, wait, what book? What like, this book is uh, House of Leaves, I think it's called? Yes. It's about some guy who, like, measures his house. his house, and it's, like, three quarters of an inch longer on the inside than the outside. Yeah, and then and he finds, like, like, a door to nowhere. But also, it's, like, three different stories at once written in footnotes, and I got frustrated because I couldn't find where one footnote led to, so I stopped reading it. So it sounds to me like the actual answer would be human error. If I if I measured it and it was three inches longer on the inside than the outside, I'd be like, that's pretty close. I probably just fucked up and move no, on with my they, day. Yeah, they do like a whole thing about it, you know. Uh, Plus the door to nowhere is kind of harder to ignore. Disagree. Okay. All right. Well, Boris, um, I hope the secret room isn't a door to nowhere, and I uh, I hope they accept your offer, so good luck. Oh, thank you. Um Oh, I had one other fun thing. Do we have uh, fans of Green Day on the podcast? Um, I think fan would be a strong word. Oof. Oof. I, uh, so I used to I love Green Day, Green Day, but... For Teenage Mike, Green Day put out an album called American Idiot, and it was life-changing. You know, uh, I heard life -changing. that that album is actually about George W. Bush. What? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, their, their political commentary is, like, pretty deep. Uh, My favorite thing is the heavy-handedness. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you'd be able to pick up on it, but, uh... Yeah, you're dumb as fuck, Tyler. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, American Idiot, one of my favorite albums as a kid, and one of Ruth's friends was starring in some, like, community theater production of the musical version of American Idiot, which oh. exists. <laughs> so we went and saw that on Friday, and it was, uh, it was an experience. Did it live up to everything you hoped? Kind of, yeah, because it was, like, the music was surprisingly good, but the rest of it was, like, very, like, middle to high school level. So it really just fit in with the time for me of, like, <laughs> where I was at in my life when I, like, really enjoyed the music. And then, like, also the weird, like, emotional memories that it brought back. I'm just imagining a full orchestra pit and, like, yeah. a cellist reading the, the sheet music to American Idiot songs. I mean, I think there were, like five or six musicians so there was like a drummer a guitarist and like a violinist and stuff i don't know it now, was surprisingly the, good sound were the people performing in it high school to middle school age people no i think they were they were adulties ah so that was a burn what you did kind of okay gotcha gotcha and now did you ever learn what happens when october begins uh well he gets woken up oh that makes sense yeah, does Sam keep, keep up? Sam. <laughs> oh boy, let's move on to another article. I, uh, I still don't want to get into the real meat of it because it's so heavy, you guys. So we're gonna go to ctvnews.ca. No name beer launches in Ontario with Bucka Beer promotion. Now I have to be totally honest with you. There's really not that much to say about this article, but it's just so funny for me to read it it's just so canada the first uh first sentence is ontarians looking to enjoy a brew this family day weekend without breaking the bank may be happy to learn that loblaw has launched its own brand <laughs> of beer under its well-known no-name label and it's as cheap as you'd expect 
That's basically gibberish to me, and I love it. It's <laughs> family so day. What is that? What the, what is family day? What is Loblaws, and why do I know that it's cheap? <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's right. this is one of the ones that I submitted. Three Stacks and I both find some articles, send them to Tyler, and he curates them. And so, and I, I get all mine from Reddit, and you know, on Reddit you can make your own name for the post, which. Usually with these, it's just someone copy-pastes the headline, but that's not what happened here. Uh, and I think what this article about is, is not what the, the poster on Reddit wanted to talk about, which was that the name of this product is beer. That's true. If it you is. look at the box, it just it's, it says beer, and then under that, I assume, beer in French. Yeah, because, you know, goddamn Quebec. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I apparently... Loblaw is like not uh, just a lawyer from Arrested Development, but is also some sort of Canadian like big brand chain store, and they have a, a no name brand which is supposed to be like their you know generic in house brand. So you can get like no name cereal and a bunch of other shit, and it's like you know cheaper. It's mm. like getting the Walmart brand stuff. So if you get yeah. Dr Pepper, when you get Walmart brand Dr Pepper, it's Dr Thunder, and I drank a shitload sure. of Dr Thunder in college. Yeah. Is the no-name brand, would it just be called Soda of Many Flavors or, like, <laughs> Dr. Pepper knockoff? Like, the idea that it's no-name makes me feel like it just tells yeah. you what the product is without without rebranding it at all. Yeah. It should be, like, Budweiser or something. <laughs> I, this is assuming way more knowledge about any of this than I have, so I can't, unfortunately, answer those questions for you. Um, but I do think the one other thing I want to point out about this article is that this uh, promotion um, that's mentioned in the title, it's a, uh, the beer will regularly retail for 10.45 Canadian for a six pack, but um, during a this promotion that they're doing, a case will cost only 6.60 Canadian, which is basically like a dollar a beer. Um, and it's part of Ontario candidates, uh, candidate Doug Ford's Buck a Beer program, which lowered the minimum price for a bottle of can or can of beer to $1 uh, in the province. And if you're saying Doug Ford, that sounds familiar. It's because he's See, Rob Ford's brother. Yeah, there nice. we go. Yeah. And how well, much cocaine does Doug Ford do? Presumably a lot of cocaine. Rad, bro. Uh, but it's just it's just wonderful that his like you know political program is to lower fucking beer prices. It's classic classic Ford brand right there. So why is there a minimum price on beer anyway? Is that is that like a puritanical thing? You're going to have to ask our Canadian correspondent, um, Pierre Mooselager. It is funny because I was about to bring up that a buck of beer is actually, like, it's cheap. But, like, there are much cheaper beers, at least in America. Like, I can get a 30-rack of PBR here for yeah. 17, 18 bucks. Yeah, yeah for sure. You can get, uh, you can get a 36er of uh, Boxer Light for 18 bucks. Yeah, I don't know what the prices, you know, what the taxation scheme is like in Canada. Maybe the the prices are usually a lot higher. Yeah. You know, if they're saying ten whatever is going to be cheap, you know, who knows? I wonder yeah. if this, if like that minimum price translates to more bar drinking, because like the reason, mm. well, the reason that I should do as much home drinking as I do is the price. The reason I actually do is because I don't like other people and they are and not allowed in my house. <laughs> But like, right. I, I, but it, I mean, if you took this to an extreme, like the minimum was three, and then you could get a beer at a bar for three twenty-five. It's like, oh, fuck it, I guess I'll just go to the bar. That's true. 
I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to get a Canadian on here. The issue is that at the bar, they aren't playing season five of Orphan Black, which is what I want to be watching while I'm drinking. Really? In Canada, I feel like they would be playing Orphan Black. Oh, yeah. I forgot that's a Canadian show. I wonder if they would play that up there. That's a good-ass yeah. show. So there you go. Also, so I'm looking up Family Day, and it appears to be a, a holiday that Canada made up to, like, match President's Day. Oh. Uh, so it just always occurs on President's Day. It would be like, weird for them to do President's Day. It's just Prime like... Minister's Day. Yeah, I don't know. Get your own fucking holidays, Canada. Yeah, they did. It's called Family Day, Day dumbass. <laughs> uh, do, do you think they do MLK there? MLK? Pretty Boo. good. It's pretty good. No, I, I don't cat, think they do. I don't I heard think they the do. cat meow in protest. <laughs> He's been yelling at me all day. I don't know why. He has his food. He's gone outside. He really doesn't like to poop in his litter box, even when it's clean. He would much rather poop outside. So maybe that's yelling at me. Yeah, just put him on leash. Take him out back. I don't even have to put him on leash. I can just let this little fart box go outside. But it's too dark right now. So. Well, but if you put him on leash, then it will shame him. If I have him on a leash outside, I'm just coyote bait, Samuel. I'll get mobbed by 40 coyotes. <laughs> Oi. No, that's uh, not true. Mine are just being little snuggle bugs oh. at the end of the bed See, here. Hazel, look. Look at those cats. See what they're doing. This is, like, uncommonly calm and yeah. together for them. Maybe take a take a leaf out of their notebook over there, huh? Uh, Try is batting a D12 around on the floor. Yeah, oh. he's also really likes my, my dice. Which I thought was weird, but um, but um, cats. Us tell us some more about your life, though, Samuel. Oh, but like I did all those tips and tricks. I thought that was my content. Ah, uh, nope. So there's someone uh, that I work with that's scared of me. Nice. Uh, and she keeps telling people that I'm scary. <laughs> nice. And I think that I'm pretty nice to her, but maybe I'm wrong. I didn't actually have content for this week. This is the first thing that popped into my head. So, uh, what's your what's your advice for uh, someone uh, who's not scary convincing someone that they're not scary? Do you okay? Is so you're certainly not scary, but do you Thanks. think maybe she means? Do you think maybe she means like intimidating? That's probably what she means. Okay, in like your knowledge or what? Uh, well, I am. I do definitely. Um, come off as very abrasive at work. Like oh, that's, well, then, that's then don't the, do that. No, hold don't on. Abrase. Uh, that's the That's like the the um, image I've fostered for myself is uh, the guy who's pretty good and also pretty abrasive. But the thing is, that's not scary, and that's different. Well, I think my new suggestion for you is um, fix yourself and be a better person. But if you're too nice to people, then they ask you for help on more stuff, and it's really annoying. Yeah, but then you don't have people spreading around that they're scared of you, which generally, generally does not sound good to, like, I don't know, bosses. Right, oh, the bosses good. know. I've... The bosses know uh, who I am and what I'm about. I've oh, got a Well, solution. then, I don't know, um... punch her in the face. What do you want me to tell you? I don't know. <laughs> so what's the opposite of scary? Goofy. What What is the goofiest thing imaginable? Clowns. Dress up as a clown. <laughs> uh, show up at her office holding a bunch of balloons that at say, night. I'm not scary. Yeah, I can... sorry, by office, I meant house, obviously. In the middle of the night, 3 a.m., watch her sleep. I can show up with some flowers, and then to make sure that she can get the stems the correct length, I'll have a knife in the other hand. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 
Wait, no, actually, I have something better than this. Scratch all that. Fuck all that. That was dumb. Um, actually, you were great, Boris. Thank you. Uh, I have a follow-up from last week that I forgot about. We, we did an article uh, about... Actually, Boris, I'm, I'm interested to get your take on this before I spill the beans. The, the idea of lining up at a bar to order, oh, yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Lining up at a bar, like waiting outside the bar to be let in. No, no, like at the actual, the physical bar where you get the drink. Like instead oh. of just going up to the bar like normal, you like form a, a queue. Now, Tyler, I was trying to do it without editorializing to not lead the witness, but I feel like you may oh, have sorry. tipped your I hand a say, bit there. Yeah, like normal is definitely a biased way to say it. Like like is, is currently typical. How about that? So it's typical for you to be like... How about, how about in a way that uh, encourages chaos is another way to say the same thing no, you're saying. No, I think that, again, is editorialized. <laughs> Ooh, me! So, so instead of just being like, oh, I want to go get another beer, let me, like, find the two people seated at the bar with the largest space between them, try yeah. and, like, wiggle my way in there, and, like... Yeah, instead of, instead of disturbing attention. those people, you could do something better for everyone, I guess. So you just, like, get in line for the beer, and you just see... You just, well, like, Sam, see a bunch of people queued up, you get at the end, and... Yeah. I think you're assuming they're not queuing just between two randos. Are you assuming they have a designated queue? So, area? leave one seat at the bar open, and then you have... a lot like, of assumptions here. Disneyland ropes set up, <laughs> kind of, like, queue up to the, <laughs> to the one empty space. So, I, we talk about Hop House on here every episode, because I like to talk about it, but um, at Hop House there's a little bit of space at the end of the bar and that's where people line up uh and it's not where someone sits so you're not bothering anybody by going there and i asked the bartenders at hop house what they thought about it and they i mean they pretty much one of them said that it was her preference that people line up because it made her life easier and the other one said he didn't really care as long as people weren't dicks about it which is also fine but the one who uh, I would say took my side also wanted me to tell you that you're a stupid idiot. <laughs> I was like, I was having this conversation with my friend, and Wait, she was me? like, like me specifically? No, no, me, no, me. Tyler. Oh, okay, okay. I know That's you're looking weird. at Skype, and I'm the one talking, but I'm, I'm talking, to, I'm talking to both of you. Tyler's the one who's an idiot because he had the okay. wrong opinion. Well, we knew that, but. Wait, so what is Tyler's opinion? Just, like, let just chaos reign? Bar, like, normal. Because, like, a big line fucking interrupts, like, the whole space. I don't know. It, it really all comes down to the venue. And when I when I think about a bar, I'm always going to think about Hop House. At, at Hop House, a line makes a lot more sense. I would say right. the, a bar that Tyler and I have both been to, Roth School Tavern, a line would make more sense there, too. Right. When you're, when you're in one of those places where it's crowded and, like, there's not really table service, you're just kind of, like, everyone goes up to the bar always, and there's, you know, three rows of people squished in there. Really, it should yeah. be like a fucking deli. You take a number, motherfucker, and I'll let you know when it's your turn. Yeah, that would be the best. I do feel like there's a bit of gamesmanship involved, though, when you're when it's just kind of chaos, where you're, you study kind of the bartender's moves, and you're like, oh, all right, sure. They're kind of, like, going down the row, and you try and, like, slip right in. Yeah. You gotta make sure that you catch their attention with some money already in hand. You know? Oh, yeah. I I feel like that's really, like, degrading to the... I was thinking that, too. When you're just, like, dangling a $20 bill. No, not like a tip. Dance for your money, monkey! 
Like, I'm ready to pay. Like, I'm not going to hold you up. This will be a speedy transaction. Oh, see, okay, interesting. Yeah, I, and th- sure that's that. another one I would have to talk to my bartender friends about. Do you think they don't like then when I hook hundred dollar bills and like cast it in there with my, <laughs> my fishing rod? Are you and they bend over to pick it up and you like jerk right. it back? <laughs> Yoink! I, I think well, that the the best strategy for getting service at a bar, if you are a savage, by which I mean you don't just queue up orderly, uh, is show a little skin. So I'll I'll you know. Um, shrug off my hoodie and pull down my t-shirt to show bare shoulder i find that that works pretty well i think you should combine the two you should strip down to reveal you're wearing underpants made out of money Ooh, right interesting interesting but then um that would be below the bar so they wouldn't be able to see it they would think i was nude Mm -hmm. and in that case i would look a tad strange that's true you could wear like an undershirt made out of money or a bra Mm mm-hmm Sure, yeah. Uh, Well, all of this has been a really good introduction to our last article, um, because it, like our conversation, is garbage. Uh, This comes from buffalonews.com, and I I should clarify that the article itself is garbage. The topic is garbage. The article is, widely derided craft beer article was satire, author insists. So we've done a couple articles about sexism within the craft beer industry. It's not really a surprise uh, to anybody, I don't think, that it exists. Just look at like all of beer advertising for all of time and how many um, male brewers there are and male heads of breweries compared to female heads of breweries. Uh, and to make matters worse, Great Lakes Brewing News, which is not affiliated with either Great Lakes Brewing Company or Great Lakes Brewery, it's just like a beer news aggregate that happens to be around the Great Lakes, published an article by Bill Metzger, who's kind of well-known. He was an early supporter of of craft beer, did a lot of work with craft beer in Buffalo. Um, And in this article, uh, he... So it was supposed to be an article about cask ale, but he says things like, for instance, Today's rules put men like me in the equivalent of a feminazi re-education program instead of ceding to my genetic makeup and behaving like that great seducer Don Juan. Whoa. There's some... Yes, Sam. There's some problems kind of I jutting out at multiple angles here. Yes. I think this is... My take on this is it's very clearly satire. It's just not that funny is the problem. Well, so here's the problem. Uh, he has written satire before, but it's always been labeled as satire. When he wrote this column, it was not labeled as satire. And it wasn't until people had a problem with it that he made this argument. So uh, up just a, a paragraph from, from your quote, Tyler, is one that I think is much less clearly satire. It really just comes off super aggressive. In the age of hashtag MeToo, the pendulum has swung too far. One aggressive move and a man's career can derail. I feel the walls closing around me, my room to move shrinking. Yeah. That, so nothing in there is like, even, even vaguely resembles a joke. I think it is. I think it's just a bad joke. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe. So let's, let's assume that it is a bad joke, which I guess, you know, is possible. Even then, this was a stupid thing to do, right? Like, yes. you can agree with that, yeah. Well, yeah, that's really my biggest problem with it is it's not funny. It's just a fucking annoying Right, whine. and the, the Like, I think of... he... I'm sorry. Keep, keep I was going to say, I think he believes in the spirit of what he's saying, and he's just really 
like over exaggerating it. I I just feel like the point of satire is to point out a problem with something, and like what is he satirizing exactly? Like we know there's a problem. What is what point does your satire make here instead of just making people angry? You know. I I think he is saying his opinion, and he put a couple of jokes we'll say generously in it as a backdoor to allow himself to claim that it was satire later but none of this is like just not nearly enough of this is jokes for it to be satire and and he's not making a point to be fair i have not read the entire article that he wrote so you know maybe there's parts that i'm missing if you have two if you have three consecutive sentences and there's no jokes in them then it's not satire (laughs) Well, especially when they're about, like, how you hate respecting women. Yeah, about, um, like, the the hottest of button issues. Like, if you're yeah. going to do a satire like this, you have to be really fucking clear about it. Yeah. yeah. So, I, it just, I don't know. Either way, bad move, bad move, um, Great Lakes Beer Brewing News putting this out. There's been right. a lot of reaction. Uh, you know, some people have cut ties with this. In fact, one of the people who worked for them... Uh, staff writer Matt Kotula resigned from the uh, the company, and uh, I was happy to see that they interviewed um, Robin LeBlanc, who is she's an award-winning beer blogger and also uh, obviously a lady, which I think is an important viewpoint to fucking have in this article. And I was waiting to like be like, when when did you talk to the ladies? Which is kind of funny, seeing as we're like three dudes on this podcast discussing this article. Um, right, but let us give you our see. takes. Right, but it is good to see. Uh, so just like this is pretty much a hard garbage pile either way you look at it I think and um, just stop stop doing wait what like what this. was her take though did she say anything I thought you were leading uh, to that oh she basically said like she's disappointed but not really super surprised which I mean seems pretty reasonable uh, that I don't know that to me makes it sound like this guy had a reputation I've never heard of this dude but maybe he had a reputation out there well, I he does have a reputation. She meant the, the attitude of the article was not surprising, not that he specifically ah, was oh, saying it. Gotcha. But, like, yeah, I think to Tyler's point, like, the fact that the fact that a person wrote this is not shocking to me, but the fact that it got past editors and publishers mm. and whomever else, and, like, not one person was like, hey, this is stupid, <laughs> like, all of it, and yeah. just doesn't need to go in our publication. So that's that's pretty not great. I don't I don't really know what to say. I don't want to be like, well, hopefully it like stirs the conversation because like, like it's a conversation that's being had without this dumb dude's dumb fucking maybe satire. So just like it teaches everyone to read the things you're publishing and don't be an idiot. Yeah, basically, I guess we can leave it with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, final final thoughts, Boris, because we teased them in the pre-pro a little bit. Sam introduced the show as episode two ninety which means we have 10 episodes left until episode 300. And you said, hey, what are you guys doing for episode 300? By which I mean you, I, I think you mean, what are we all doing for episode 300? Oh, I love a good yeah. group project. But That's By right. which, of course, we assume you meant, let's remind the listener, because all the listeners already know, because it's been talked about on the show, and I, Boris, a listener, already know, but let's remind the listeners. Right, sure. I just need to know exactly which date and time on my calendar to block off, you know? Sure. So, for episode 300, we are trying to get um, as many uh, past uh, and current co-hosts as possible to compete in a beer mile. 
and record and report their times. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can do this basically whenever you want, right, Samuel? I mean, I think you, I guess whenever. I, I think closer to then is better, but yeah, I, there's no real yeah. reason. I mean, ten weeks is a long time. Yeah, but like you do, you just have to basically do it and record report your time before episode three hundred, so we can uh, have that excellent tent. Yeah, probably po- post a leaderboard in the yeah in the show notes or whatever. Exactly. All right. Awesome. And now, just so you know, uh, the bookies in Vegas they have high odds on on you, Boris. Really? So, yeah, they they certainly do. So just be uh, aware of that. You've got some uh, high hopes resting on you. All right. Good. Well, uh, yeah. I hope I'm not held responsible when I lose and you lose your your farms and families and everything else. <laughs> You know who um, I see as, is... a, as a dark horse for this is Lauren the Big Unit Hurst. Mm. Specifically because of how big of a unit he is. That's true. He can pack away that beer, presumably. It's a large I don't know. I feel like uh, oh, Lars Gern might put up a strong showing. I know she was oh training for like, a marathon last time I talked to her. Yeah. The thing about Lars Gern is maybe she shouldn't do it because I think she might die. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. What is the current state of Jed's body? Because I think he might win if he's not like tearing tendons out of his exactly leg exactly and... what i said almost word for word what i said uh as far <laughs> like, as i, I know, know he, dude, but... he's he's athletically healthy at the moment but for or sorry 10 weeks is a long time so we'll see if that's actually true at that point sure sure that's exactly what i said oh this but means yeah. i got to get my my buddy leo to do one too doesn't it uh you don't have to have to but yeah, the more do. scores the better i would love i'd love to see, hear how he reports uh, he would he would hate it more than almost anyone else I can imagine. Then now I really, but, really, so I, really want him to do I it. I really want to try and like Absolutely. see if I can just convince him that them's the rules and he has to do it. Um, them's are the rules. Tyler, have you picked a beer yet? So I was going through the approved beer list because they have a partial list on their website. And uh, I, I have some contenders, but I have not settled on one. What about you, Samuel? Uh, I've kind of just been going through Untapped, looking at different beers that I think would be good and checking their ABV and they're all too low and be like, yeah, damn it. Me. I was like, I could probably drink like a heifer pretty easy. I could pound a couple heifers and then they're all like 4.6%. Yeah. Right, my... So looking at the rules on the website, the issue is it has to be 5%. Sure does. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of hefts are like four, six. So those yeah. are illegal and you know, things like Bud Light, not allowed. And yeah. What? Yeah, if I go to the home page, it tells me the current best times for men and women, and then tells me the most popular beers, and none of these are above five percent. Well, what the fuck? Well, that's strange. Maybe they, um, maybe they took a syringe and injected ethanol into it. <laughs> like I'm here on BeerMile.com, and yep. most popular beers are Budweiser, PBR, Miller, Coors, Heineken. What the fuck? Et well, maybe the light versions have more alcohol. I don't know. There's a there's a um, press inquiries email address, so maybe we could get someone from BeerMile.com to give us the official rundown. Here. Yeah, we're That's we're true. press probably technically. Press. I will press well, it them could as hard be, as they want. Could be Coors they... Banquet. Coors Banquet is five percent ABV. That's a good candidate then. I think. Yeah, I would agree. Did you say candidate or can a dit? I really, really, what I want is a session IPA that's slightly not sessionable enough, so it's five percent. Because I keep finding IPAs that I like that are four eight, 
And then IPAs right. that I like that are 7-4. And I'm like, ooh, I shouldn't drink four of those in a row. Dude, I, I don't think I'm going to go with an IPA. That, that, uh, the hoppiness is going to be overwhelming at a certain point. I did think of something like um, Founders All Day. It's mm-hmm. too low. It's too low. I, I thought yeah. of it, too. Yeah, so, so just keep that in mind for us. It's, it's on your list of things to do now. Also, Convinced Leo is on that list. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, so I'm looking at rule variations, and uh, the vodka two mile is on here, which is oh, eight no. shots and eight quarter miles. Oh. And then it gives the best effort, best known <laughs> effort, which is uh, 13 minutes on the website. Wait, best known effort? What does that mean? Like, high score, or this is how long they ran for before they died? <laughs> it just gives a time. I'll <laughs> leave it to you and the listeners to decide what happens at the end of the time. Uh, the chocolate milk mile. Oh, get, oh, get no. out. 48 ounces of chocolate milk in four quarters. Yeah, I mean, this whole thing is a puke machine, but that sounds like a crazy puke machine. <laughs> uh, the beer half marathon. 13 beers, 13 miles. Oh, no. Oof. Ugh, this is all... This is miserable. Making my tummy grumble already. Well, okay, so I just wanted to let you know that you have to do that now, so uh, box checked. Shall okay. we rate these beers? Yeah. yeah right. Speaking of things that make my stomach turn, you want me to talk about my beer? Yeah, sure. Actually, it's not that bad. Good. I, I don't know. It kind of sucks. Oh, this is a roller coaster. I don't like it, but it doesn't yuck me out as much as a lot of sour beers have. If I had to describe it in a word, I would still say yogurt. But I like yogurt, but also it's beer. So I'm going to give it a 3.5 and recommend it to people who, when they think beer that's like yogurt, think Okay. <laughs> All right. Chris. Uh, Boris. All right. I had the Lamplighter Dank and Stormy India Pale Ale. So, yeah, overall, this beer just, like, it had a lot of potential, and it just didn't live up to it. Like, um, there's obviously some sort of, like, fruit flavor that they were going for, or, like, uh, almost like a, a melon tone. Like, I don't think I added melon to try and get that flavor, but I think they got it from, from the hops and the... The malts that they used. Uh-huh. Mostly I'm just disappointed because I was really hoping this would have like a ginger aspect to it based on the, the dark and stormy name play. But overall it just, it didn't, it felt very like watery, like thin mouthfeel and like the flavors weren't strong enough to really uh, give it any good kick. Um, it's only 6%, so it's on the lighter side. Uh, if it didn't come in tall boys, I would say maybe this would be a, a beer mile contender because it's just overall very light. So, right. If you're running a beer mile by the official rules and thus can't use any of the light loggers that are out there, uh, I'll recommend this beer to you. Otherwise, I'm going to give it a three. Like, I, there's really not much reason to drink this beer other than to get it down the hatch. Yeah, sometimes that's the way it goes. I had Neshaminy Creek Brewing Company's John Juicy Ale with Nugget, 5.2% American Pale Ale. It, it was all right, I guess. Uh, the kind of oily, hoppy slickness at the back was really just, it was the, the thing that broke this beer for me. So I'm going to give it, I think, a 4.9. I don't know, like, if you like, uh, I'm struggling to recommend this to a group of people. Maybe if you, like, really like New England pale ales, but you also love eating tar, this would be, like, good for you. Smokers. I, I don't know. Check, check. I'm not sure. I I wish I liked this more because I have another five of them in my fridge. But I don't I don't really know who to recommend this to. What does Hazel think? 
uh, Hazel thinks, well, of the beer, of everything of right everything, now. Yeah. Old turd boy. Speaking of turd boys, what are you drinking next week, Sam? Oh, I'm drinking uh, the Michelob Turd Boy. <laughs> I, no, I have a um, a Founders Coffee Stout. I'm looking forward to. All right. Well, that should be good. Boris, great chatting with you as always. Yeah, thank you. I'll uh, probably be back once more before doing this beer mile because it's still uh, fucking cold out here. But I yeah. hope you guys get uh, someone from press at beermile.com on the show sometime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep a lookout for that, listener. Uh, if you want to talk to us about anything, you can email us at bruisedaytuesdaypodcast.gmail.com. You can tweet at us at bruisedaytuesday. You can comment on our links at bruisedaytuesday.com. Don't the best. Keep it down. We'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Comes up here, catch all your tears. Drink the remedy, forget about your problems. Here comes a shot, lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy, forget about your problems. This one's on me, fix you for free. Drink the remedy, forget about everything. This one's on me, got what you need. And take your medicine, you feel better. Oh man, how stoked are you guys? Uh, NBA All Star Games tonight. Oh. Yeah. Cool.